left my dad's coat at a show The sound man found it, don't you know It took a while for me to get it back But we stayed in touch and made each other laugh And then we found a date that fit To meet up We recorded it In a hotel That's how the blue coat diaries started What do you think to our new theme tune? It's, it's lovely, mate it's very clean it's very uh it's um yeah it sounds tidy it's great good and later on in the show we'll be listening to your outro is that right oh do we have to yeah man i'm excited i can't wait to hear it you have done one right i've done one yeah i've sent it to you it's in your inbox okay now when you came to me with this last week when we did we on the podcast wasn't it yeah live on air Right, live on, well, nearly live on air. I yeah. I thought, wow, that's loads of time. I've got like a whole week. And then I very quickly realised that there was no time. Zero. Nothing. Bugger all. Sounds like excuses to me, Yeah, Mark. Okay, absolutely. I'm getting them in now, right? And my <laughs> reputation on the line, as an audio engineer, this is a travesty, what I've done. Is it a disclaimer? Are you doing a disclaimer yeah, yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, not representative. You know, I'm not a studio guy. I'm not really a musician, not anymore. I mean, my job primarily in bands was to look convincing holding a guitar, and that's that's about it. But <laughs> we're looking for a new guitarist. Can you look convincing? Uh, can you hold that convincingly? Yeah, yeah. Well, check this out, mate, because oh. I've also made a jingle for the next item. Storm in a Well, that's that's lovely, isn't it? What a what a, what a lovely little sting! I went for a sort of churchy vibe there. Take it to church, Johnny. Yeah. Funniest, <laughs> funniest thing about that was the car was in for its MOT, and I was at my in-laws because the garage is near their house, and I was recording that at the in-laws, so they could just hear me in a room with the door shut, <laughs> singing "Storm in Hey Podcast." I think they were thinking. Yeah, our daughter probably could have done better than this. Uh, well, you know, it's a thing, isn't it? When If you do any music recording or anything recording, it is guaranteed that your neighbours think you're mental. Absolutely, my neighbours do. My, the woman next door to me, she must hear it and she must think I'm mental. But then again, she shouts at her dogs. And she's a regimental sergeant major. So, uh, you know, I think she's mental as well. It's all fair. Now, remember last week I was talking about I was writing to Peter Storm and then I thought I'd come up with this brilliant thing about <laughs> their waterproof tea bags that i indicated may in fact have been a hoax and yeah i mean you saved me massively from him i mean i'm gonna be embarrassed anyway because i've let it go out the realization on your face was quite good yeah at least the embarrassment's coming from the listeners of the podcast rather than just like the wider world i mean i, I guess mm. that's the same thing but anyway you sent me a really great message after that <laughs> what did I... I said to you I sent you a message saying waterproof tea bags with the monkey with its hands over its eyes emoji. And you yeah. said, mate, I've been on to Cadbury's in the last half hour and I was waiting. And then it came through and it said, I hear they're moving into teapots. I mean, it took me a beat to get that. Then I was like, oh, he's done me. Chocolate teapot. Uh, yeah, done you with a chocolate teapot. 
So what I was thinking, Mark, was we should throw that out to the listeners and ask them, what was a time when you were really duped by something, when you got really taken in by something, or have you ever done like a brilliant duping on someone else? How's your duping? Have you ever really duped someone? Have I really duped anybody? I remember once when we were quite young, me and my sister pretended that we were drunk when my mum and dad got back from town. We emptied a bottle of vodka into like a big uh, jug or something like that and filled it about quarter full then with water. And then I think we thought drunk people always sort of look rosy cheeked. So we put like some red makeup on our cheeks and basically we just like pretended to be really drunk when my mum and dad got back. How old were you? 10 and 11 or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably saying that my parents left us alone at 10 and 11. That's probably not right. We were young, but they didn't believe it for a second. They just walked in and just like just looked at the sort of state of what we, you know, our kind of acting and just didn't believe it. <laughs> you were just crap actors at that point. That was it. Still am, mate. Still am. <laughs> it was your performance that really let the whole skit down. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that is exactly what yeah. I'm saying. The acting was not up to the duping. I'm trying to think if I've ever duped anyone properly of you. Many years ago when I was teaching music technology, I was teaching sound engineering to kids who, okay. you know, who perhaps didn't have the great start in school or they didn't yeah. they were from rough backgrounds. Some of them were, some of them weren't. That but I was I was teaching that in a venue. And um one of the lads, uh bless him, he he went on to later work for me okay. as an engineer. I stitched him up quite bad uh, off a tracks festival where at the end of the night we sat, all sat down for a well-deserved pint. And, and I was like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing here? You're supposed to be setting up the PA for the silent disco. At which point he turbos off to the to, to the other room to set up a PA system for a silent disco, which requires <laughs> no speakers. Whatsoever. And I think me and my mom, Jay, Jay and Alan, we were sat there for a time I think he was a good 20 minutes. We were enjoying our beers before we turned up and he was like, oh, you bastards, before the penny had dropped. Oh, brilliant. Now, listen, I have written to Peter Storm this week in various ways. I've contacted him in every way I could possibly try and do it. But then I noticed, right. Mark, and you, this is going to blow your mind, I noticed that their Facebook page, so the Peter Storm Facebook page, has not been updated yeah. since November 2021. That's the last time they did anything on there. And their Instagram, December 21. And I did a bit of research into Peter Storm. I found out it was originally created in 1954 by a former mm -hmm. Royal Marine called Noel Bibby. What a great name that is, right? Noel Bibby. You would have thought it had been created by Peter Storm, wouldn't you, really? But You would have, you would have. And it says... Hit me, Bibby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> he created it as a company supplying waterproof nylon rainwear... And this is brilliant. You're going to love this. Bibby was credited with inventing the cagoule. <laughs> oh, mate. I mean, that just does that not sound like something just made up, like, you know, someone's dad claims that yeah. they invented soup or something like that, you know, like, yeah. did yeah. you know, mate? Did you come up with the cagoule? So apparently yeah. he did. And then I found out that now it's owned, Peter Storm, the whole thing is owned by JD Sports. Oh, yeah. I know. So I've written to JD Sports... So I'm on the case, mate. I'm on the case. There's no news at the moment other than I'm on it. I am writing to people. But I also thought, let's do a shout-out at this point. Let's ask all the listeners, does anybody out there have a contact at Peter Storm? Or do you know anyone from the family of Noel Bibby? Created in 1954 by 
Noel Bibby. Do you think he's still around? I don't know. We'll find out. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's so if fifty four, so it'd be about seventy. It's a reasonable innings, isn't it? Listen, Noel Bibby, if you're listening to the show, <laughs> if you want to. If you're an early, an early adopter on a random podcast. <laughs> if you're listening, Noel, get in touch because we would like to talk to you about sponsorship opportunities. You might not have... <laughs> you may have noticed, Mark, I'm not letting this go and we will report back on this item next week. Straight to sponsorship. You wouldn't, you wouldn't like, we'd like to talk to you about your transition for, for from from a career in the Royal Marines into a pioneer of rainwear. No, no, you don't want to You don't want to hear the story of a, of a, a true pioneer. You, you, he's like, so uh, about this sponsorship then, uh, <laughs> yeah. baby? We get him on the pod and he sits down and he says, yes, lads, it's true. I invented the cagoule. To which I reply, yeah, all right, Bibby. But what kind of free shit can we have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go on, Bibby. Bibby, don't hurt me. Right, Mark, I have got some correspondence. Woohoo! Our first correspondence. <laughs> Somebody listened. People are listening to the pod. And not just in Sweden, baby. Not just in Sweden. Listen to this. Remember last week I was asking people if they had made a friend or even a partner or anything like that through a sort of strange coincidence or a, a bit of fate or something like me leaving the coat with you and, and this whole podcast starting? Well, people went crazy. We've had loads of correspondence, like saying that word. We've had loads of stuff in, and I'm going to read you a few now, if that's good with you. Are you ready to hear some? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Crack on. So Sarah Louise Carter's been in touch and she said, I met my husband by texting a wrong number. No way. Yeah, she said, we continued to chat due to our love for music. We were the same age and we both lived in the Northwest and we texted for about six weeks before meeting in person at Manchester Piccadilly. His first words to me were, thank God you're not a 60-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> His first words, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Catfish is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, that's a, that's a hell of a thing. It's great, isn't it? She said it really was love at first sight. This was seven years ago, and we later found out that we'd been to various gigs at the same time. So it was crazy to think that I'd actually been in the same place as him at the same time years before this happened. She said, "I'm truly blessed." And our huge festival wedding got cancelled due to COVID, which was very sad. But we still got married anyway with just two witnesses. So check that out. Wrong number, and they're now married. Amazing. Jason Manley sent us a message. He said, a couple who randomly sat next to us in a bar one autumn afternoon in New York have become lifelong friends. Okay. I asked for a bit more info, and he said, we just got chatting and got on really well. They're from Austin, Texas, and in a band called Wild Bill and the Lost Knobs. And the gentleman, <laughs> I knew you'd like that. The gentleman was Wild Bill himself, and the lady with him was his wife. Was a lost knob. <laughs> <laughs> the lady with I'm him sorry. was his wife, Amanda, and she's also a key member of the band. She said they've been over to the UK a few times since to play gigs, and we always try and meet them when we do, and hopefully one day we'll get over to Austin to see them too. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. I'll just say that it's not that unusual because I think most of the people... I've been long-term friends with. I met at a gig or something. But then again, cross-transatlantic relationships are sort of less less so, aren't they? They're less common. 
I'll be honest, Mark, that one doesn't quite fit the brief. I kind of crowbarred it in, but the reason I did that was because I just wanted to tell you that that band was called Wild Bill and the Lost Knobs. You, you, like that. you were just setting me up for a knob joke. Is that essentially what that was? <laughs> there we go. Bloody right. One more of these. <laughs> Helen Baker said, I was sent to pick up a new volunteer from the coach station in Great Yarmouth. We've been married for 27 years in May. Wow. What were they volunteering for? Stop <laughs> grilling me on the information. I, I, I don't know. I need to know more. <laughs> I need to say more. I mean, that's like, I went to pick up a volunteer. Married now. <laughs> that's basically that story, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's difficult to... It's difficult to really sort of become emotionally entwined with that 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 We're tale. Pub three, and I'm starting to work out the <laughs> dynamic here, which is that me going, "Oh, isn't that great?" and you going, "Hang on a minute, I want to know this." <laughs> I'll just say there's loads of these on my Facebook page because I asked on there as well as the pod, and people put loads and loads of them up. If you want to have a look, go to my Johnny Awesome Facebook page, and you will see. Listen to this, Mark. That's the end of that item. Is it? Unfortunately, <laughs> you've got a background noise filter, so there was just like an amazing mime of you screwing up some paper and throwing oh. it on the floor visually, but there was no audio. It sounded good at this end, let me tell you that, listeners. It sounded good at this end. His name is Mark Carver And he'd rather be playing video games Than not the dating game But it's time for love have a love, Mark. So, Mark, how are you feeling about the whole love slash dating process at this moment? Just give us a couple of short thoughts. Hmm. Yes. Um. Well, I wouldn't say I feel like I'm being held at gunpoint. Um. <laughs> but. Certainly an unpleasant object is pointed at me, and I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. Well, listen, Mark, listen, listen to me. I don't think you've got anything to worry about, right? We agreed that you were happy to look into the apps, possibly a blind date if someone was to put that forward, and you're happy for me to shout out on the pod that Mark is up for going out on a date with someone, (laughs) up for going out on a date with someone. You agreed to that last week. They were the three things that we agreed. But listen, I agreed listen, to it, listen, but I'm Mark, not sure why. Yeah, listen, yeah, you don't need to worry, because I think when you do go on a date, which hopefully is going to happen and we can chat about it on the pod, right. I feel like you've, you've got this, Mark, because I noticed last week when I did the very first intro at the start of the pod, when I said, hi, this is Johnny Awesome, and then I asked you to do it, I noticed something. And I just want you what? to listen to this, because I think that when you meet a potential lady on a date and she... First, hears you speak, she is going to be blown away. My name's Mark. Mark Carver. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> Great, isn't it? <sighs> Suave, smooth, confident. Right, yeah. I mean, that confidence is. it's ebbing away fairly quickly now. I mean, that's unprompted. I didn't tell you to talk like that. You can listen back to last week. That is literally how you introduced yourself. I realised when I did the edit that you introduced yourself like James Bond. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's how I always introduce myself. I go to, you know. Well, I'm thinking on a date, that's how you should definitely start. You should right, walk in yeah. and you should walk in and, and talk like that. Mm. And I'll be there in the background with the guitar to do that chord. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pull that face as well as you do it? I now, I promised you I'd write you some blurb, didn't I? I said, I'll write you some blurb for whatever you're going to go on, any apps or anything like that. Oh, so I've done that okay. for you. Are you ready to hear it? No. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> right, hold on tight. Here we go. This is for you to put in any dating apps. Hi. Oh, I can't wait. My name is Mark Carver, and I am 41 years old. I am a sound engineer, and I live in Derby, which some people call Darbados. <laughs> I was trying to get some glamour in there, Mark. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I like music, video games, and having a laugh. I have a young son who is amazing, and here are a few thoughts that I've had about dating. You can't hurry, love. No. You just have to wait. Love don't come easy. It's a game of give and take. Also, if you fall... I will catch you. I'll be waiting time after time. And finally, I don't want clever conversation. I never want to work that hard. I just want someone that I can talk to. I want you just the way you are. So let me know if you fancy meeting up because, baby, I'm your man. Don't you know that? Baby, I'm your man. You bet. If you're going to do it, do it right. Do it with me. Cheers. Mark. Um, I can't help but feel like I've heard some of that somewhere before, Johnny. Well, what I tried to do there was I tried to incorporate <laughs> the lyrics, Mark. If you notice, the lyrics of yeah. well-known uh-huh. songs. I did. I did. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, that is just going to give them a bit of a flavour of what you're about. You're a sound engineer. You like music. You like having a laugh. I thought. That's got to be a worth a go, hasn't it? I mean, I'm not adverse to the occasional pun, but I think the likelihood of me describing my availability via the medium of um, pop songs is, if we're going to keep this natural and organic, um, is, is highly unlikely. Okay, so would you agree to trying it? <laughs> Just to see what kind of a response to see we get. What sort of human would respond to that? How about we try it? And the agreement is that the, the compromise is you agree to try it, but you don't have to go on a date. But we try it just to see what we catch. Catfish, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not catfish, um, it's you. Because, well, well, it's you doing. <laughs> That's some of the cheesiest shit I've ever heard as well. It's rather cringe. <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Listen, it. listen, Sign Mark, me up. Mark. See what happens. <laughs> See what sort of human reads that and goes, oh, he's the one for me. Imagine if it works. <laughs> Imagine if it works. What do you mean? What do you mean if it works? Imagine if you meet the love of your life. I'm going to be highly surprised if the kind of person who reads that and responds to it would turn out to be the love of my life. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about this, Johnny. I'm starting to have second thoughts. <laughs> well, listen, Mark. If you want to let the listeners down, 
then, <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. If you want to let the listeners yeah. know, Mark, then that's fine by... Well, it's not fine by me, but, you know, that that's the thing to think about, isn't it, in this situation? Yeah. I love the way that at some point... What? You've decided that I should... I should start dating again. And I think you very quickly realised that I have little or no interest in doing such a thing, but you thought it would be hilarious to nudge me down this path of absolute nonsense. And and here we are. I don't know what you're talking about. That You are pimping me for content. I am not <laughs> pimping you for content. That is a very pessimistic way at looking at this. I'm your friend. I'm trying to help. I've spent my <laughs> afternoon writing you that. I went and sat under a tree in the sun and wrote that. It's a fucking tree. <laughs> what kind of tree was it, Johnny? Apple. <laughs> okay, Isaac Newton. <laughs> can we can we agree that we're just going to give it a go and see right, what comes yeah. in? Crack on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yay! <laughs> <She's> just... <laughs> Yay! That was a resounding oh, yes. Yeah. Listen to these yeah, noises right. that he's making. He can't wait. But just he can't wait for the pod to finish so he can go and do it. You throw me. I was thinking about so many potentially amusing things that we uh, could be talking about today. It's all been derailed by the horror <laughs> of like the realization that I've actually got to do this now. I didn't think you were going to take it this far. <laughs> Right, Marcus, for people who need refreshing, is a guy that we both know who's a drummer and he mm-hmm. lives in a van these days. He's driving around in a van playing drums for people and we thought, we chatted about it last week on the pod, we thought it'd be cool to make Marcus a kind of item. We can find out where he is, what he's doing. I'm sure we can get him involved in some sort of caper as we go along, but you've got the technology, you know what you're doing, Mark. Can we try and call him now? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can we can get him into um, some kind of uh, situation here, into into the chat with us. I think I can do that. His name is Marcus, and he's a drummer. He lives in a van, but it's not a bomber. We're gonna call him and find out where he's at. Marcus Carter, where are you? First of all, where are you? Hello, I'm in bed, and I'm at my cousin's house in Bristol. What do you think to my jingle, Marcus, that I wrote for you? I, I thought your jingle was very good. I listened to it last night. Here's the challenge. Could you record some drums that obviously fit that jingle and send them to me so that when we do next week's show and the jingle plays, because we're going to call you again, there's drums on it? I could do that, even though I'm living in a van. Oh, well done, mate. Well done. And you are, you are living out the van. Are you cooking in the van? I am cooking in the van. Tell us about that. Give, give us a give us an example of the sort of stuff you can rustle up in your van. Best and worst meals you've achieved in a Bilingo. Okay, best meal in the Bilingo was uh, stir-fried um, chicken with some kind of savoury oyster sauce and noodles. Brilliant. Pretty good. Strong. Pretty yeah. easy. Pretty good. Um, what were, are you cooking that on, Marcus? What are you cooking that on? I've got a little sort of gas... Um, Portable gas cooker that I bought from Halfords mm. um, takes those like gas bottle things that look like spray cans. Very, very good. Works very well. Need to have a door open though, otherwise I'll kill myself. Yeah, yeah. Don't very do that. Otherwise, otherwise, this item's no more. So don't don't do that. 
and I'm considering actually keeping the doors closed from now on. <laughs> uh, I don't know about the worst thing. Maybe just laziness. Um, oh, no, I know. Um, you know, you can get those porridge pots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I made one of those, but I didn't make enough water. Um, oh, yeah. So what you um, made was so cement. It was, it was basically incredibly stodgy. <laughs> Yeah. It was more like a a real industrial paste. Yeah, it, it was just yeah, it wasn't good. Was a decision made between um, a full cup of coffee and oats at the correct consistency. You're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> I could I, I could because I, I could imagine myself. I'd be like, it's going to be the coffee, isn't it? Yeah, it was the coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did at one point consider pouring some coffee into the oats. <laughs> Might have worked, man. You could have been you could have innovated something there. Well it, yeah. it, the thing is it was so dried hard by this point, I thought the coffee's just gonna sit on top of it <laughs> like some kind of rubbish tribal. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone ever kind of like rock the van or bang on the van or you know, like, do you ever any have anything like that, like drunken people coming along, or do you just park somewhere that's so remote that never happens? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't happened yet. The only thing that happened was I was parked in a car park um, that was near the seafront, but but a bit um, below ground level, so it was sheltered because it was really windy. Um, so there was like this perfect car park. And in the morning, I was doing my thing. I was being a bit lazy. I didn't have to rehearse till like 12 o'clock or something. And I just um, got all my washing stuff out because uh, the way you have a shower in a Citroen Berlingo is you have wet wipes. Um, okay. So I just pulled out my wet wipes, and I saw through the front of the van that a car um, pulled around and then stopped abruptly and was looking into my van. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on here? And then um, I saw someone come out, but I couldn't really see who it was. And then there was a knock on the side of the van, and I thought, oh, God. So I opened the side door, and it was a community support officer. Um, you see, I, that could have gone one or two ways for me. It was either a community support officer, or it was doggers. Well, <laughs> see, I figured doggers wouldn't be around at ten o'clock in the morning. Any <laughs> bird catches the worm? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't like. I haven't really looked into the dogging community and their habits that closely. <laughs> they yeah. might be looking into you before you know it. You know, you choose the wrong car park. <laughs> Marcus, actually, you know what? Mark's hit onto something golden here because you would be like a great dogger because you, you're <laughs> totally mobile, but also afterwards you could cook him a meal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want them sticking around. Or maybe there is that. Maybe just knock up some amuse bouche beforehand. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> or you could maybe you could maybe cater for the people who are watching dogging. You could go along. You know, you could have burgers and pot noodles and porridge and things for people that are just spectating the the dogging site. I'm, I'm sure they'll have their own mayonnaise. We're here them, to help, Marcus. That's what this podcast is all about. We're here to give you good ideas to help you move on and, and do better. And we, I think catering dogging is maybe where it's at. What do you think, Mark? That sounds good, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think if there was a market, you know, someone maybe would have just, like, you know, opened up a burger van when, 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 they, know, when they know game's on. Well, maybe we've thought of it. Someone has to think of the idea. So, you know, like all ideas start from somewhere, right? Wouldn't it be a bugger van? A bugger van, yeah. 
Depends. Depends on your preferences. And on, again. And on that note, and on that note, we're going to go. But Marcus, uh, tell us about your YouTube channel. Tell us where people can find you on YouTube. Well, I tell you what. So, talking about van cookery, my latest video actually has me cooking in the van. So hey. you can see it live. There in we fact, are. I think it might have even been the chicken noodle dinner. Oh, um, meant to be. So it's at Marcus Carter Drums on YouTube, or you can okay. search for Marcus Carter's Drum Kerfuffle, but that's a bit long-winded. Okay. Um, yeah, I've I've been documenting what I've been doing since um since the start of the year. So I drive over from Sweden. Um so you've got that journey and then there's the um the first couple of nights in England. Um and then um and then the start of the tour and stuff. So yeah. Brilliant. Well people people should go and check that out. I've watched some of the videos, they're brilliant. And can we call you next week, Marcus? We're gonna add your drums to the jingle. We'll give you another call and we'll find out where you are, what you're doing, how van life is going. I like the terminology van life. Good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there's there's a chance I might be on my way to Scandinavia, so that might be even better. Yeah. Not sure yet, but quite possibly. Okay, well, same time next week? Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Marcus, take good care. Stay away yeah, from you... dogging. And <laughs> keep those doors open, baby. And I will do. Look forward to hearing about your tales from the road next week. Thanks so much for coming on. See you soon. Don't know why I'm waving. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go, Mark. Marcus traveling around, playing his drums, hopefully with your brilliant idea, starting to make some money from catering, dogging events. If it is something he gets into, um, I'd say that you probably, the health and safety aspect of it, I mean, getting your five stars from the council might be quite tricky at a dogging event. <laughs> it's. Um, you should ask for a cut as well if this blows up because you did start. We got proof though because it was on the pod. We got we got proof right, of that. Yeah. But you you literally have. I think you've come up with something there. Now listen, we've got to that bit in the show. I know you've been looking forward to this all the way through, same as me. But it is the point in the show where we get to hear your outro theme. Right. Yeah. How are you feeling about the great? Not good. I mean, so I was saying there, there was very little time and. In the end, I could allot myself two hours to find the bits to plug in and install the software to make a very rudimentary studio. Yeah. No plugins, none of the old stuff. Because these computers, I haven't done any music production studio stuff for years, really. Okay. So the kit, you have to put it all together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to go to the garage. I had to get bits and bobs. I threw that together and then I threw this thing together. And as I don't know if you can hear, but my voice is... is, is it's done. Is that from all the takes you were doing? No, it's from. It's when you have a toddler that lives in your house, they bring a disease home at least once a week and they compound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they bring diseases in and they make you ill. Yeah, that's a classic. <coughs> Lurgy at the minute. I can't get any air out my lungs. I'm not a very good singer, really. Or certainly not that I haven't really sang it or performed any music for best part of a decade yeah the whole thing was very stressful extremely short on time but I, I i threw something together well you know what mark well done for getting it done you know what i i honestly i don't care what it sounds like i'm about to listen to it for the first time but 
you have done the most important thing in life, which is to do something rather than nothing. Yeah. I threw some stuff together. I threw yeah. some stuff together, yeah. Yeah, but better yeah. that than, than throwing nothing together. Yeah, okay. Hopefully. <laughs> Are you going to have a listen to you? Hopefully. Oh, mate, I'm not sure. Are you going to have a listen? I'm going to listen right now. So you hush. I'll put mine on. Okay. And then as soon as it gets to the end of it, I'm going to tell exactly what I think, including a mark out of 10. <laughs> it's 52 seconds long. Here comes 52 seconds of songwriting gold. Here I go. Absolutely surprised. It's fucking great. What you on? <laughs> it's really, really great. I'm actually a bit embarrassed. I think it might be better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> the you vocals set me definitely up, are. Man. You really set me up there. Up. I was expecting it to be a total shit pie, and it's actually banging, <laughs> and it's going to sound great on the end. Well, fucking thank I think you it might be much. better than mine. <laughs> it's not better than yours. <laughs> it's not. Uh, right. Okay. Do you want me to take you through the creative process? Yeah, I really like okay. it. I really like it. <laughs> like, I love right. it. I love it. So... You made um, my day. Uh, <laughs> so, I try... I've taken a few shortcuts here, and I hope, you know, you're upset by it. Um, I, I, I tried to write a song. Right. And I was struggling, and I thought, I've got about an hour and a half today and half an hour tomorrow. Okay. I'm not really going to make this. So I thought, technology. Have you heard of Chat GPT? No, what's Chat GPT? Chat GPT is an AI and you can ask it to do things like write letters or songs or computer programs, code. You can ask it anything and it will give you a response as long as you query it correctly. Did you write, did you ask it to write a song? I asked it to write a song and it was rubbish. And then I asked it to make it less cheesy and it was uh, still a bit rubbish. But it had structured something. So I swapped a load of lines out, swapped a load of mine in. About. Is that you singing though? Yeah. So, so about eight minutes, eight minutes later, I had the song. Now, the second bit, I thought guitar i've got one of those i can tune that up and play it okay so i plugged that in and literally the first chord progression that came out which i don't know if you realize is plagiarized from about 40 different songs <laughs> we don't i mean about mark we don't need to talk about that kind of mate, right oh, stuff no 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 well you know it it's it, so it's, it's a mix of it's reminiscent AI of so yeah and you it's reminiscent of so singing. many different 
Yeah, it's reminiscent of so many different chord progressions. I don't think we could possibly actually get for get done for for anything. You know, it's a bit four non blondes meets punk band. I don't I don't know. Do you know but, what I so, love about it? Is it's very nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's so am I. So <laughs> which, which is great because that's what we were talking about last week. Your love of nineties bands. Yeah. So, mate, listen, I am over the moon with it. I think you've absolutely nailed. I didn't play it. the drums. I didn't play the drums. Stop talking. They're it not. Down. They're it's not great. real. They're not it's real. Great. I programmed them. I did it, not the AI. And then the bass, that's not a real bass. I programmed that. And then the vocals, I couldn't have I couldn't have hit a note if I'd carpet bombed it when I tried to tried to sing that. I had no air in my lungs, I couldn't hit it. So it got massively overprocessed and I thought I wanted it to sound like an old sort of post-punk record or something. I think you've been so, very harsh on yourself. I think you've done a really good job. I think it's gonna be without doubt how we end the podcast each week which we're going to do in a moment but i just wanted to say i emailed carlos in sweden to find out where we are on the swedish charts but he hasn't replied yet so i'm a bit worried that we've oh. upset him after all the well, stuff we you off. said last week well i'm a bit worried that you've upset him after the stuff you were saying about have i, have I killed the swedish market is that well what's happened? he hasn't replied i mean hopefully he will mm. do i sent him a lovely email but he hasn't replied if you're listening carlos we're really sorry mark didn't mean to say that you put all the Good-looking people into camps. He didn't mean that. Are are you sure Carlos is a real person? Next week on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he might just be a robot AI? Be a robot. I mean, this pod by the end, hopefully, robots will be doing it. We won't have to do anything. (laughs) I mean, I'm working on the Chat GPT code as we speak. Come back next week. (laughs) The new episode will be out Friday morning when you wake up. Thank you so much for listening. Look after your gear. And it's goodbye from me, Johnny Awesome. And it's goodbye from me, Mark Carver. Do it like this, say, Mark Mark Carver. And... No, don't make me do that. Don't make me... Do it. (laughs) And it's goodbye from me, Mark. Mark Carver. Yay!